This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God, and thank you, Oliver and Orson, for leading us this morning and helping bring our scripture story to life. Will you all pray with me? Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. May we hear from you the word that you have for us today. Amen. Have any of you ever heard God calling your name? I certainly have known people who have experienced God speaking to them in clear, almost audible ways, but that has not been my experience. I've never heard God speaking to me in the way it seems that young Samuel did. Yet this story does always make me think about how I have experienced God speaking to me. And I have to say that, like young Samuel, it took me a while to catch on. And I needed the help of a few mentors who, who realized that it might be God calling and, and who helped me to know how to respond. For me, sort of like Samuel growing up there in the temple, like many kids who are leading us here at Boone United Methodist, I grew up serving in the church. I didn't literally live in the sanctuary the way that Samuel did, but early on I started serving as an acolyte, lighting the candles, I read scripture in worship, I sang in the choirs, I was later a a leader in my youth group and, and part of music ministries and church committees, and even in high school started planning and leading worship services once a month at at different churches around our district. I I preached several times as a high school student. Looking back, it seems like I should have recognized God's voice calling to me in the midst of all that, but I didn't. I was a junior in college before some of my campus ministers began talking with me about the possibility of serving God by serving the church as a pastor. And their mentoring helped me realize that God had perhaps been calling my name all along. So I can relate a bit to Samuel, and maybe you can too. Whether it was around vocation, and you know, there's lots of ways to serve God, not just by being a pastor, but in all of our work that we do, how we serve God through our life's work. Or maybe you've heard God's voice speaking to you in other areas of your life or around decisions you had to make about school or relationships or transitions. I imagine that many of us can think back and and remember who the leaders, the mentors, the teachers were who helped us begin to discern that God had something to say to us, to hear how God was inviting us into a life of discipleship, each of us serving a unique role and purpose. But as you think about this story today, at this point in your faith journey, wherever you are in that journey, I wonder whether you identify more with Samuel, the young boy, or Eli, the priest. Maybe you have had a sense that you're being called to something, but you've been struggling to tell with with whether that thing that you're hearing, that, that thing you feel led towards, is God or something else calling out to you? 
Or maybe you've, you've been diligently serving, even among sacred spaces like here in the church, but you're still not quite sure what God's voice really sounds like, or if God could really speak and work through you. Or have, have you maybe received a word from God, been given a vision for how our church, our community might more faithfully live into God's dream for us, but you're not sure you can find the courage to name it, especially if it might upset some folks you respect. If any of these resonate with where you're at, maybe you are a bit of a Samuel right now. And that is a beautiful thing. It was Samuel who God would speak to and through to lead Israel. If you keep reading in chapter 3, where we read the first 12 verses uh, as, as part of our uh, dramatic presentation, we see that in, in the second half of that chapter, the ones who were supposed to be leading God's people have been looking more after themselves than the work that God called them to. And, and things aren't going well for any of them. God's about to change things up and, and use Samuel to bring about some of the promises of God. But what we also see in our reading is that young Samuel still needed Eli, didn't he? He needed Eli to say, it is the Lord speaking to you. Here's what you need to do. Here's how to respond when God speaks to you. Samuel learned from Eli how to receive a word from the Lord. And again, in, in the second part of chapter 3, we see that once Samuel received that word, knew God was speaking, it was a little bit of a hard word. For, and Eli had to say again, what did the Lord say to you? Don't hide it from me. And to create that space for Samuel to be able to bravely share the vision the Lord had given so Samuel and Eli, they both have a role to play. And perhaps as we hear this story, some of us relate more to Eli. Maybe we've been serving God for many years. Maybe we've seen amazing things the Lord has done. Maybe we've been at it so long our sight has gotten dim and it's hard to see anymore what God is up to around us. Or we're a little slower now to pick up on and recognize that it might be God's voice calling us. I mean, the priest, Eli, it took him three times to realize, hmm, this might be the Lord that's calling you. Here, I know what to do now. Maybe we've grown so accustomed to a comfortable religious life that we don't even really expect that God is still speaking, still moving, still calling to us. Perhaps it seems like, as it said of the time of Eli and Samuel, that visions are not widespread and the word of the Lord is rare. Does that seem true for us today? From what I know of God, God's word and God's vision is never lacking or sparse. God's continually speaking still has a vision for us to be God's partner people living out that original call to Abraham to be a light to the nations, a blessing to all people everywhere and even the whole creation. God's speaking and God's vision is not in short supply, but our ability to perceive it sometimes is. 
looking back at those times in my life where I have felt God wasn't moving, wasn't speaking, there were times where maybe I wasn't doing such a great job of paying attention, slowing down, creating space to look and listen and discover what God was doing and saying. If we look at the the crises we see all around us, social, economic, political, environmental, it's clear we're a long way from God's dream for the world. A dream of shalom, of harmony and right relationship between God and people, between people uh, and each other and us and all of God's beautiful creation that's held in God's hands. So maybe we need a Samuel with fresh eyes and ears who will not ignore the voice of God when it calls, but will hear it and try to figure out where it's coming from and what it means. Maybe one of you here listening today is the one, a one who is God has been speaking to. It might not be an audible voice calling out in the night, but maybe it's the thing that keeps you up at night, thinking about how things could be different, better, how we as God's people can be more faithful reflections of God's love. Maybe it's that thing that breaks your heart and that ignites within you a passion to work each day to make the world a a kinder, gentler place, more full of love and empathy, understanding and equity. Maybe it's that nagging thought in your mind that just won't go away and keeps coming up in conversation with others and in your daily devotions and time with God. In the second half of of 1 Samuel chapter 3, right after where our, our skit left off, we see that what God reveals to Samuel is that there, there are consequences to the ways that Eli and his sons haven't fulfilled uh, what God called them to do. Samuel has to speak a hard word to Eli. And still today, there are hard lessons we have to learn from, from our young people, from the prophets and messengers that God is raising up. We, too, may have to hear a hard word about ways we have not and are not living into the fullness of who God calls us to be. And when we do hear that word, I pray that we can respond like Eli, not getting defensive or avoiding the challenge, but listening, encouraging the Samuels to speak, to not hold back. Samuel needed the guidance, the wisdom, the encouragement from Eli to know that God was speaking to him. And Samuel needed Eli's encouragement to have the courage to proclaim that challenging word that the Lord had spoken. Eli, whose sight has grown dim and who's a little slow to recognize God's voice himself, needs Samuel, the one who will carry Israel forward. Eli's own family, those who had been entrusted as priests of Israel, stewards of God's presence and covenant, they're not going to be able to do it. They have to pass the torch, get out of the way. And God still, though, provides this child, Samuel, to lead their people into the future. Now, if there ever was a story to embody our church's value and vision of next generation now— I think it's this one. 
It is not just that Samuel will grow up to lead Israel, though he will lead throughout his life. But here, at a young age, young enough that he's still referred to as a boy, he is receiving a word directly from God, serving as a messenger of the Lord to the priest of the temple. And while our relating to Samuel or Eli may not neatly correspond to our physical age, as we continue in this series of A Child Shall Lead Them, it does make me wonder, am I, are we doing enough to make sure that we're listening to our children, our youth, the young ones among us? We have an incredible children's ministry team led at least for a few more weeks by Colette. Just a few weeks ago, we had a powerful confirmation service led by our sixth graders. I got to go back and watch it after the fact. Danae and our youth leaders, they are doing an amazing job of forming our youth. Young lives are being shaped through these ministries, taught to listen for God speaking to them and to understand how to respond. If you're a young person here listening right now, I want you to know that I believe that God speaks to you. We believe that as a church, that God speaks to you and God speaks to us through you. We need you to share your wisdom and your understanding as you, as you read your Bibles, as you pray and listen for God's voice, as you see how we can better love our community and live lives following Jesus, we need to hear from you. We, we value all that you offer as part of our church, as part of the body of Christ. Just thinking back over, over the last several weeks and months, insights that that our young people have shared in confirmation, in worship, in Sunday school and youth. They've impacted not just the other children in the, in the room, but their teachers, mentors, pastors, our whole congregation. I think of a connection that, that one, of, one of our confirmands uh, made uh, during a, a Seder that they participated in as part of confirmation. And it was a connection, I might not get the phrasing they used exactly right, but a, a connection about Pharaoh and how Pharaoh's kind of wishy-washiness and saying he would let the people go and then changing his mind was something that they connected to because it's like times when we as disciples say we're going to do God's, what God's asking us to do, but then also find it hard to follow through. Colette shared, shared that insight with our staff in a staff meeting, and, and all of us pastors were like, wow, we have never thought of, thought of that passage in that way, never heard that preached. But what a powerful word from God coming from one of our, our youth. Or I think again to that confirmation service a few weeks ago and, and seeing the confirmands lead, and I had to go back and watch it afterwards, but to see you all confirmands lead and share with honesty and vulnerability and, and truly embody what it means to be the church and how you set an example that, that may even help us older folks be more real with each other, better able to reflect what it means to discover life in Christ and to share with one another as the body of Christ. You young people truly are leading us as a church. Think too of ways that, that 
youth and, and young folks have helped me realize and, and hopefully repent when I'm not fully living aligned with the things that I hold as convictions, whether it's around being more thoughtful and inclusive in the language I'm using or embodying the things I, I believe and we believe about valuing God's creation, but at the same time using disposables and styrofoam. There's all kinds of ways that, that our young people can help us see ways that we can more faithfully practice our faith in the everyday decisions. These are just a couple of examples. Maybe you can think of others. And it is up to us who are older to be like Eli in this story, to make space for those younger than us to share what God is saying to them, to encourage them to not hold back, even if it's challenging to us. Now, if you have been around Buniam Sea lately, you may have heard or seen that we as a church are in a season of listening. We're listening for a word, a vision from the Lord. Since Easter, we've been inviting our whole congregation to fast and pray together on Thursdays, listening for what God might be saying to us about our future and, and how we can best live out our mission of loving our community and inviting all to discover life in Christ. If you've been out in the chapel or in the Family Life Center, maybe you've seen that we've got some, some big pieces of paper up and we're inviting folks in our church to begin to share those visions that they've heard God speaking, how God is calling us, again, to love our community and to invite others to life with Christ. I'm glad to say that in this regard, it does not seem like... Uh, that the word of the Lord is rare or that a vision is not widespread. People are sharing amazing things. Our church council met this past Thursday to talk more about that, and there's a beautiful vision that I think is beginning to unfold of exploring how we can, yes, care for this space and steward our resources and how God might be calling us outside these walls to make an impact so that children and families and vulnerable people can have safe, affordable housing, where our children are nurtured in body and mind and spirit, raised up to be prophets like young Samuel, to be able to hear the word of the Lord. It will be a process. And as we move forward in exploring how these kingdom, God-sized dreams can take shape and become reality among us, we have to keep listening. In 1 Samuel 3, we see that Samuel had to listen to God and that Eli heard from God through Samuel, listening to God and listening to one another. They are interconnected. We need to do both. As we think about listening for God's word and, and God's vision for us, individually and as a collective body, a church, I wonder what practices you find enable you to create that space to listen and hear? Is it fasting, like, like we're inviting folks to do on Thursdays, abstaining from food or from something else for a period of time in order to intentionally focus attention and, and make space for God? Or is it through prayerfully reading God's word and reflecting on it? Maybe you're engaging in the, the scripture journaling practice that, that Laura Paget has so beautifully put together for us. And um, it, it, you can find instructions if you're not already aware of that on our church website. It's a, a powerful thing to have us all 
praying through a common uh, set of, of scripture readings each day, reflecting on what God might be saying to us through them. Maybe you listen to God best through, through centering prayer or quiet meditation, a practice where you set aside all distractions and, and try to cultivate and nurture that inner and outer silence, and God, inviting God to speak in that still, small voice that came like to the prophet Elijah a few generations after Samuel. Maybe it's through spiritual direction, listening together in a group or a one-on-one experience to try to discern what the Spirit of God is saying and doing around you. We have such a wonderful gift in, in Pastor Jeff, who is a certified spiritual director and is continuing to expand the ways we can learn to seek God's presence through practices that lead us to be fully present in our heart and mind and body to what God is up to. If you're interested in learning more about those practices, I'm sure Pastor Jeff would love to talk with you. All of these are practices that can help us be ready to hear when God speaks, help us be open to recognizing and receiving God's word to us. This week, I hope you will be intentional in trying to carve out space for for one or more of these practices each day. As important as these individual practices of listening for God's word to us are, we still need each other, right? Like Samuel and Eli in our reading for today, like Peter and Cornelius or Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch in the book of Acts, we seldom can understand God's word entirely on our own. We need community, the whole body of Christ. We need to listen to each other and discern together what God is saying to us. That's why we have Sunday school classes and Bible studies and small groups, right? Each of us has a part to play, but no one of us can play all the parts. The more we can listen together, and especially listen with those of different perspectives and backgrounds and experiences, the more fully we can see who God is and how God is at work around us. That's why one of our discipleship measures that our church values is asking, how have I walked with someone not like me? this week. So how can we commit together to listening and encouraging and struggling together to recognize and live out God's word? What step is God inviting you to take this week? As we continue listening, I think we can find comfort in knowing that we serve a persistent God, a God who will not give up, and whose word will not return void. God continued to call Samuel four times until he finally learned how to listen and respond. God did not give up on him, even when he was confused and scared and unsure. God continued to use Eli, even as his sight dimmed and perception slowed, God used him to raise up Samuel. And the good news is that God does not give up on us either. God might just send to us a child or a stranger or an unexpected messenger to get our attention and show us the very word and vision of God for us, for this church, for this community, this world. However that word comes, may we be ready to say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening.
Amen.